Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the show. Vassos is here. Aloha. Rachel's here. Greetings. Later on, Stephen Mulhern is going to be here. Tell us more about Stephen Mulhern, Well, Rachel. Stephen Mulhern is the presenter of one of my all-time favourite game shows, Catchphrase. Love it. Obsessed. Got the board game for Christmas. He's also an amazing magician. He's been on the show before and properly freaked me out with him guessing what number I was thinking of. I enjoyed it. I don't know if I liked it, but I enjoyed it. But he's also an amazing kids author and he's got his second book out, Max Magic, the greatest show on earth. I gave it to Dara last night. He read the first two chapters. He said, um, I like it. There's lots happening. He understands his dog. Please, can you bring it in and get Stephen to sign it? And then it will be my new bedtime reading book. Stephen has also hosted the show. Very, very professionally. Very professionally. He's done Magic on the Radio, Uh which always goes down very well. He's also been announced as the new host of You Bet. Has he? As it comes back to TV. Wow. Or have I made no, that up? You mean deal else. or no deal? Deal or no deal. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because deal or, no deal, deal or no deal has been picked up by ITV because it was a Channel 4 show. Yeah. Wasn't it? Correct. That's, that's what's going on there. The Times front page today. Power hoops, comfy shoes, the star sets new hot buys. What are they? What are power hoops? I don't know. Well, if you don't know. Are they massive know. earrings? They might be. They might be massive earrings. I suspect they are. And then what else comfy you... shoes. So there was a whole big thing about like uh, high-end trainers. Is that, yeah. yeah. We had a conversation yesterday with the brilliant, didn't we? The amazing, um, the, the one of our favourite actors ever. Yeah. Will Poulter, who's yeah. in the new Marvel movie. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, which achieved apparently box office, you know, a, a record box office opening weekend in the UK. It's in cinemas now. And we talked to him about his ankle because he rolled his left ankle and he came in on crutches yesterday. Now, I've got an issue with my right ankle and you have a, a fracture, a stress fracture on your right shin, which I presume feeds down to your ankle because you, that tendon is all connected by yeah. your fascia. So you probably felt it in your ankle first, I'm guessing. I don't know, I'm guessing. And yesterday... We talked to him about this, and I just wish I'd have known that, you know, if you have, back to, because this is a comfy shoes conversation, so you have different kinds of running shoes. So you have a neutral shoe, mm-hmm. and you have a comfort shoe, right? And if you have, uh, if you have a, pro, a, sl- um, a, a slant towards your knee pronating, then you need a neutral shoe. But I didn't know that if your knee goes inwards automatically if you're if that's the natural way your sort of biomechanics work as you get older or whatever if your knees collapse inwards which is the most common thing to go wrong with a leg not terribly wrong lots of people run and walk like that anyway but it's not really ideal it's not what you want and especially if it gets worse as you get older but if if your knee collapses in it's pronation but if your knee goes out which is what yours does mine does and will's does which is why we've rolled our ankle it's called a supination did you know that I had been, yeah, I had been told that. Um, but I don't think mine does. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine goes in. Well, badly. how come if it goes in, you've rolled your, you've got an, an issue on the outside of your leg then? 
No, it's on the front of my leg. Oh, it's on the front of your yeah. leg? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't know that. Mm. Okay. You so can tell you... a stress fracture if you... I'm not going to do it because I don't want to know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you tap your heel, if it hurts in your yeah, shoe... Yeah, no, tap, tap, tap. It's all about the tapping, apparently. If you, if you tap and it doesn't hurt, it may be a tendon yeah. or a sprain. Uh, but if you tap and it hurts, it's probably a, some kind of fracture. Uh, squawkies, parrots taken on walkies like dogs. Oh, do they fly <laughs> I've on seen, the lead? I've seen that. Do I've they fly? Seen, well, I've seen... I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not qualified. But I've seen parrots being walked and I've seen them then being flown on the same leash, like a control oh. line, remote control aircraft, and I didn't like it. But then again, I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Dolly Parton announces Rock album, brand new Rock album, featuring Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Miley Cyrus, and guess who else? Bruce Paul Springsteen. M Bruce Springsteen, okay. Uh, uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Taylor Swift. Well, I'll give you the answer. Mm -hmm. Anyone she darn well likes. Oh, okay. Because who's going to say no to Dolly Parton? <laughs> I mean, Fair she's enough. clearly picked up the phones of Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Miley Cyrus, and it's three for three. You know, who else? I would like to see Taylor Swift on there, hear Taylor Swift on there. I would like to hear Bruce Springsteen on there. Did anybody go and see Bruce Springsteen in Dublin last night? Oh, no, not me. He's played, th he's played Ireland three times. See, the, look, I know Ireland were knocked out of the Eurovision Song Contest last night, which is a song that we thought would win to the extent we put a bet on it, didn't yes, we, Matthew? So I owe you a tenner now, because you went for a tenner each way. It was 500 to one. We thought, why? Well, now we know why. Um, <laughs> but whilst we were placing the bet, it went down to 300 to one, and we thought, ah, oh, we're so clever. We're so sharp on this one. We we know uh, we know a, a hit when we hear one. We've been in the music business for ages, and now we know why we've never been invited on a judging panel. <laughs> and by the way, yesterday I checked the odds. It went from three hundred to one. Yes, when we got in. Yes, two hundred to one. Yes, mm -hmm. hundred to fifty yes, to one. Yes, yes. And then it was 100 to 1 when I checked yesterday afternoon. Yeah. I was thinking, this is great. This is shoo-in. Yeah. I couldn't believe the news when I heard it this morning. So tanks, for, for a tenner, we'd have made three grand, mm. wouldn't we? Yes. We would have done. <laughs> but Plus we our haven't. But we haven't. haven't. We would have invented the ice. combustion engine, but we didn't. Yeah, we were busy. Robert De Niro becomes a dad to a seventh child at the age of 79. Just a question. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Two things, right? A, good luck with that. Now that you have a child at the age of 79, I'm sure he has help, doesn't he? Robert De Niro. Uh, you don't becomes... think he's doing the night feeds. Yeah, I don't think so, do you, somehow? Um, but also, where does he get the urge to merge mm. at 79? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you don't, because I'm sure that you do, and some people more than others, but I'm like, <laughs> good for him. I had a dream. Yes. Very, 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 you know, that this is happening sort of dream that Caroline was pregnant again. And I woke up yesterday and I was thinking, oh, gosh, I'm going to be I'm going to be in my late 60s by the time the latest one leaves home. And then when I woke up and it wasn't a dream, because I always thought I'd have another child in a heartbeat. But it turns out I'm pleased she's not pregnant. Right. So I have two four year olds. Thank you for this, Vassos. <laughs> yep. I'm 57. Yep. Yeah, I know. So I am waking up to your dream <laughs> yeah. that you are describing as a nightmare. <laughs> were you thinking as you were speaking? Happy Vassos? Wednesday, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. You're not sorry, though, are you? Sorry, not sorry. You're not sorry at all. You don't know sorry, do you? Where I'm concerned. I think I'll be in my little imagine, imagine that. <laughs> imagine having to put... By the way, I have twins. Just not one, two, two. two. So I've double your... So you're saying that my my idyllic fatherhood yeah. to Birnwald is actually a living nightmare. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Do you want your other leg broken? Yeah. Uh, no, I, was, I mean... Bastards, no, it's don't even try. Okay. Just leave it. If you think your life is a little bit, you know, off kilter, out of sorts, you know, running a little bit wilder than you want, you're not holding loose, you know, uh, you, you're just still reaching for the reins, then first of all, you know, take a big deep breath and then... One of the things you can do is you can just have a look, you know, at your most personal space. For most of us, I would imagine that's our bedroom. You know, and you look around your bedroom and you think, is this is this room as I want it to be? You know, and is there is there something I could tidy, uh, something I could get rid of, something I could discard, something that I could improve? And would I, could I, first of all, could I and would I? Therefore, can I and will I? And and then do that, you know. And if you have trouble doing that, and I've just moved to this new room above the garage so I don't wake everybody up in the morning, you know, and and it's beautiful and there's hardly anything in it, but it's already just, it's already sort of unravelling a bit because entropy is everywhere. And if you leave the most, if you leave a room in the highest order and then lock the doors and come back 10 years later, it will have started to just go a bit awry because that's what happens. And if you allow some human activity in there, then, then you know, well, you, if you've got kids and even if you haven't got kids, you know, your house can be so tidy every morning and it's like a bombsite, you know, by the time everybody goes to bed again. It, it, you know what it's like, Rachel, oh, don't you? Word, 100%. You know, and the bigger the house, the bigger the room, the bigger the chaos, the, the more mess, stuff you yeah. have, this kind of stuff. Uh, and if you if if you have something in your room, you think, well, I can't, you know, because it's a it's a metaphor. How can you sort your life out if you can't sort your room out? That kind of thing, you know. Um, and if you if you look at your room and you think, oh no, even that's too much. A it tells you a lot about how uh, much we underestimate, you know, organisation. But also, just in that case, pick a drawer. Pick a drawer. For example, pick your sock drawer. Okay, so pick your sock drawer, and here's why you pick your sock drawer. Because most people um, put new socks on uh, every day, or every two days, or every three days. I don't. Different story for me, but most people do. And so, if you open your sock drawer, or your knicker drawer, or your undies drawer every single day, and it's ordered, you're going to do that every day. Probably one of the first things you do in the morning, and that's going to give you a message about yourself, isn't it? So, imagine that all your other drawers are absolutely completely chaotic, but your sock drawer is sorted. You will open your sock drawer on average 30 seconds a day. That's three and a half minutes a week. Yeah, that's um, uh, two and a half hours a month. And that, what's that? That's like, it's 50 hours a year. (laughs) And then if you think about the fact that most sort of slices of your day are probably, of organisational slices of your day are probably between the 30 seconds of the sock drawer opening and the five minutes of saying filling the dishwasher or emptying the dishwasher. Then if you look at identify all those chunks and sort out those chunks one day at a time, then pretty soon your life will be so much more organised than it ever was before. And your foundation for, for joy and extra, you know, capacity to do other things will be seem infinite compared to what it was. Now, I think that that's really interesting and fascinating and worth doing. Um, I, I wear the same socks, though, for five days on the bounce, doesn't it? I don't know if anybody else does. No. Nope. Why? Well, why not, is my question. Because they smell? No, but mine don't smell. Well, then crack on. Because I wear, two pa- I wear two pairs of socks. I double sock on a daily basis anyway, mm-hmm. right? And also, I, don't, I only wear socks. I wear socks for probably... Um, a fifth of the time of most people because the second I get home, I go barefoot. So I'm thinking if you wear your socks for a day, right, and I wear my socks for a fifth of a normal day, 
then that's five days. I've got five mm. days within a single day's wear. Otherwise, what you're saying is, if you're saying to me that I should be changing my socks more often, even though I only wear them for a fifth of the time most people wear them for, then you should change your socks at 10 o'clock this morning and then again at one o'clock this afternoon and at four o'clock this afternoon and at seven and then once before you go to bed at 10. Otherwise, it's not fair on me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in my head, I've organised my virtual sock drawer. <laughs> I'm pleased for you. Is that worth the journey? That's 50 hours a week, a year. Yeah, I know. Saved. Yeah. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> Why can't I sort out my bedroom? I've got all this extra time on my hands. <laughs> it's a beautiful morning this morning. It wasn't forecast at all in London, so hopefully you have similar if the forecast wasn't great. It's going to get cloudier later. It was nice yesterday afternoon, wasn't it? Oh, um, no, it was really rainy. No, I was lying in the garden and you live around the corner from me, so you must have I been spent... watching a film. No, no, I do. I was doing yesterday afternoon. I was driving, driving to the drug groomers, driving back from the drug groomers, driving to school, driving back it was from school, stunning. driving to golf, driving it back did from golf. No, hang on a second. It poured down yeah. at half past six, like cats and dogs, because Eli was due to walk home from his little theatre club and I went to go and pick him up. And... <laughs> His best friend is called Dexter. One uh -huh. of his best friends. He has a group of best friends. One of his best mates is called Dexter. And Dexter's mum, Becky, also had the same thought as me. So we both pitched up. She said, oh, I've just texted Tash saying, if Eli wanted picking up because it was raining, I'd pick them both up. I said, well, we're both here now. It's fine. Anyway, they both come out begging, could they still walk home in the rain? <laughs> so me and, me and Dexter's mum just drove back home again. <laughs> it's like, well, that was, um, that was a good turn that went pretty much punished <laughs> we thought no but it was beautiful in the afternoon it was gorgeous was it yeah you're probably asleep or something that's like that. possible possible hello chris loving the chat in fact merino wool socks are naturally antimicrobial and can be worn for five days without any smell gordon from tico socks Tico have sent us all the socks. This is why we started talking about it, because we still have a few left. They sent us, like, I don't know, millions of <laughs> millions of pairs where? of socks. And Richard, who wasn't here for the sock day, I said to Rich, take some socks. And that's why we started talking about the socks. By the way, do you, how do we say the name of your company? Is it Teco or Tico? It's T-E-K-O. What would you go with that one? I'd go Teco. Would you? Yeah. Teco. I'm going to go Tico. Okay. Just in case. I think that would need two E's. Yeah, but I'm under... Well, I don't know. Like Depends. A golf tea. Yeah. Well, it may do. We'll find out, won't we? Okay. We'll find out. Although they are quite, they're quite nice, aren't they? They keep your feet warm, so they're sort of tea cozy. The cars, Evo cars. Uh, that's E V O. That's not Evo. It's mm. Evo. Okay. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just counter, it's counter thing. Yeah. I'm just saying. Might, might, could slide both ways. Anyway, we could find out because Gordon can actually text us back now. And what... Phonetically, how do we say your company name? <laughs> What Gordon said about Merino wool, my brother is like, I think he, he, might, he, he might have a little shrine to Merino wool in his house. Mm. Everything, everything he owns, everything he wears is Merino wool. And he insists that it keeps you cool in the summer and warm in the winter. Oh, very clever. magic grail. Mm. Yeah, that's like a, a, a well-built sort of old-fashioned house. Yes, you know, with the with big thick walls. Thick walls. Cool in the summer, warm in the winter. It's what you need, isn't it? It's what you need. Talking about the old sock drawer and organising, you know, they do say, don't they, you know, if you, if you make your bed every day when you, before you leave your house, if you make your bed every day, even if you have a terrible day, you still come home to a made bed. Yeah. And if you do make your bed, it increases your chances, apparently, 
um, of having a better day because because you're taking responsibility for you know and responsibility sits on every action and responsibility sits on every word I like that. I thought you might. I thought yeah. you, I thought that might be might get me back in your good books after a little <laughs> my street. unexpected, unintended contretemps over the old Teco Tico issue. Evil Evo. Yes, evil. No, it's an said, evil Evo. It's an evil Evo. I didn't. That's what you heard. You it's not what the, I said. You wouldn't be the first. The other thing I learned yesterday was, if you find something simple that you do every day difficult okay so it's simple to do but you find it difficult right because you're not you know you're not giving it the attention it deserves if you pay it more attention for the next 20 times you do it uncomfortably so perhaps as far as you're concerned your time and your effort is concerned uncomfortably so if you give something that is a little bit bumpy 20 times or 100 times more attention for the next 20 times you do it you will then find it a thousand times easier for the next ten thousand times you do it. I like that. I would take Come that on, that's ratio. Good, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good one. You got it. You got to say that's all right. So, this is interesting. Matthew, Matthew Alexander, Vassal's boy, um, eldest boy, only only, only boy, boy so mm. far. Unless that dream comes true <laughs> that you talked about last night, the one you really don't want to come true because you don't want to be an old, you don't want to be a, a dad to a fifteen-year-old when you're in your sixties. Who would want that? Anyway, so he passes his theory test, his driving theory test. So you can now take him out on the road legally to legally to learn to drive because he's 17 mm -hmm. and he's passed his theory test, which you don't have to do, but you, you can do. As long as you're 17, you have a provisional driving license. It is legal for your father to take you in a car and begin to teach you to drive. Before that, it's illegal, Vassos. Yes, all good. But before that, it's completely legal. Yes. And, you know... That, that's that people shouldn't do that they definitely shouldn't right. but from 17 onwards it's fine so you instead a picture of matthew getting into your car yesterday to go driving legally with you i presume yep and i saw that on instagram and i reposted it and you had i don't know if you know but you had thousands of likes for that photo it's a it's a really lovely photo it's a coming of age photo and i last night was out with noah because on Tuesdays, Noah and I go out for tea on our own because nobody else is in the house till six and we're supposed to eat at five and they're, they're, everybody else goes swimming. And I say everybody, everybody, um, the younger ones who I'm going to be a father to when they're teenagers <laughs> in my right. 60s. Okay. What's the matter? <laughs> Very sorry about that. That's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, and then Eli goes to theatre club, which I've already alluded to. Mm -hmm. So Noah and I go out for this tea, yeah. you know, and he saw that picture. And he said, oh, I can't wait for that day. I can't wait for the day that I'm 17 and I can legally go out and drive in the car. And he was really happy for Matthew. And he was also envious as well, mm. but he was happily envious. So do you know what he started to do? Well, do you know what he did instantly? Worked out that day. He worked out how many days from yesterday it's going to be until then. And the answer is 1,008. So it's 1,007 today. And he's going to start crossing them off on his wall. He's going to write on his wall. Because we, we allow writing on the wall mm. in our house. We encourage it, actually. You know, as long as it's meaningful. So he's going to start this sort of calendar, this countdown to what to, to Matthew's place, point in life, as far as he's concerned. And he had to he had to go and he had to look up which year was a leap year. Or were there any leap years between now and him turning 17? Mm which will be on the 10th of February 2025, I think it is. 23, 24, 26, okay? And so 
we looked at when was a leap year because I keep forgetting when a leap year is. Do you know the answer to this? Olympic years. Yeah. Olympic years. So that is therefore? 2024. Which is next year. Yeah. Okay. Which is um, different to the World Cup. Yes. Or is the World Cup the same as an Olympic year? Euros and the Olympics are usually the same year. All right. Um, so we looked up when was elite year, but that's not the first thing that came up. I don't know why, but we must have inputted the words in a different order. And what came up was, was do all countries have the same leap year? And the answer is no. What? They don't. And it's absolutely fascinating. So um, various countries have different leap years, but here's, here's, and that's all really interesting, right? But China have a leap month. I mean... They insert an extra month. How does that work if you're booking flights? I don't know. I don't really care, Rach. That's not the most interesting bit of this story. It confuses me. <laughs> don't, but don't you want to know how the month works? You no, know, because, look, what's going to happen is... It's like interpretation, isn't it? If you order something in English and it's French, then they'll just interpret what you're ordering into their language. Okay. So that's how that happens, okay. I would imagine. We book it in our, in our time and they convert it to their time. There'll be a conversion. Okay. It's like, how do you spend a pound when you really need to do a dollar? Well, you do a conversion, don't you? Right. That'll be that. Okay. Yeah. But China don't have a day. They don't have, a, they don't have an extra day. They insert a whole month. Boom. So, so every four years, China have... An extra month. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> How cool is that? That's. I mean, we should all really yeah, but, have an extra month, shouldn't but, we? You know all those people who miss out on their birthday on the 29th of Feb? Yeah. Yeah. Well, times that, <laughs> times that by 7% in China. Huh? <laughs> China have got their... They've just got their own thing going on, haven't they? I think that's fascinating. That, that, my mind is addled. I know. It's great, isn't it? Yep. This is all because you posted a picture of Matthew legally driving with his dad because now he's 17. Legally. Before that, you wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> Tilly's flatmates have um, texted the show. Uh, they claim they've set their alarm and got up early to text the show. They, they, it's not because they've been up all night. Have they been up all night? Hello, Chris. We are Tequila Tilly's flatmates. She's amazing and we love her. She's extremely inspirational and great at her job. Tell Felix I love him and Chris, you're great too. Katie Hope and Maddie in West Brompton. Just chucking it all in there, hoping they get yeah. their text. That's how you get your text read out on this show. Good work. On a Tuesday, though, that's strong. When is the leap month? Approximately every three years. Seven times in 19 years, the leap month is added to the Chinese calendar to determine when to uh, find the number of new moons between the 11th month in one year and the 11th month in the following year, i.e. 13 new moons in one year. They insert a whole month. Boom! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Vassus, over to you. If you see a sparkly gold jacket on your telly, our next guest is probably in it. He's now taking his Saturday <laughs> night primetime razzmatazz back to your local bookshop. The latest adventure of Max Magic, the greatest show Max on earth, is Magic. out tomorrow. And I think we can all learn from Stephen Mulhern. Yes. Nice one, Vassos. Good morning, Stephen. Welcome back. Good morning. Do you know what? I love it here. I always say it, but it's a fact. This is a joy. I will... By the way, you catch me off guard every time. I never know when you're going to go back on air. And I'm like, oh, it started. Pull the mic, quick. Well, the thing is, when you come into the studio, we're on air more than we're off air. It's the opposite of like any show Jamie Thickston's on. Well, there you go. I think so. Does Jamie, does he still turn up for his gigs? Turn up? Why are you looking at me? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know. Because I pass where he works every day and you never see him going into work. So you think, is he really there? Bizarrely, I do see him in Chiswick a lot. Is he at the vanguard of AI? <laughs> Is he deep faking himself on a daily basis? Is he an antiques dealer? And he also, he co-hosts it with Amanda Holden, who's like, she's always in America, which is not ideal for a, bre- a daily breakfast show. Is it? How did we go into this? <laughs> I don't know. We're supposed to talk about Max Magic. It's the return of Max. Yeah. Max is back, first of all. For those who don't know, who is he, Stephen? So Max Magic is is me, really. Um, me growing up. Um, in book one, we did. A, I made sure there was a message. There's a message in every book for kids to learn. Um, to, uh, t- t- a bit of confidence. Uh, book one was all about being anything is possible, which I do stick by. Uh, book number two is the Greatest Show on Earth, um, where Max enters a magic competition. He's got these magical powers, which he learned from book one. Um, he thinks he's got what it takes to uh, win the talent competition, like the equivalent to Britain's Got Talent. And when I was growing up, um, my first big break was on ITV on a show called The Big Big Talent Show. So everything in the book, my family's in it, my brothers, my sister, my mum and dad. Um, you see literally me growing up all throughout and I learned tricks all through Max and the big day comes. Can he win the competition or will he be beaten by Mr Mysterio, who is his magic competition and Botley the Bully? Do they know about his magical powers? Well, you're going to find out in the Mr. book. Mr. Mysterio. So yeah. everyone else in the book sort of existed and exists. Exactly. And or existed. Yeah. Did Mr. Mysterio sort of exist? Yes, he did. Ooh. Yeah. Because on the talent show that I was on, uh, there was another magician. And it's really bizarre. Magicians are a weird, like, they're a weird breed of people. Because you look and you you study each other and try and work out what you're going to do and how you can beat the other person. Bizarrely, I didn't win the talent competition. Charlotte Church did. But does Max win his competition? And You're she has find a magic out. all of her own. And she's got a, yeah, she, she does. <laughs> By the way, can I just say something? Yes. Not many people know this, but in the back of the book, there's a QR code, right? And the same in book one, but in book two, there's new tricks. And I take you into my home and I teach you how to do tricks. Um, so I do the trick, then I perform it, then I show you the secret. And I've got a brand new one that I would like to show you, Chris, now that I think is going to blow your mind. Yours, Rachel's, Vassos, everybody that's listening, I think it's going to blow your mind. And Sh- I'll show you how to do it in the book. Shall we finish with that? It's up to you. Yeah, look, I think so, don't you? It's your choice. Oh, I don't mind, we can do it now. What, 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 <laughs> what's your vibe? Do you want to do it now or later? Well, except, no, Chris, listen, I'll be guided by you. You're the master oh, of this. Oh, no, gosh, no, no, no. Um, it's great, this. It's great. Max is back with the greatest show on earth. And it's you say it's a bit like Britain's Got Talent, but of course you did the magic version of that yourself as well yeah so, yeah. so this is all you know it's is, it com- art, is it art what's impersonating life or is it life impersonating art or well the weirdest thing of all is on the way in and I don't know if this is some sort of out of world sort of experience but without going too deep into it but on the way in I was like 
This is our second book. I never thought I'd even write one book. And Tom Easton, by the way, who writes the books with me, um, I'd never written a book before. I know you have, but there, there comes a point where you go, you need a tiny bit of help. And also in this second book, that's what it's all about in terms of never give up, because sometimes you do need to ask for a bit of help. And that's what Tom's done. So, yeah, I just think, it, honestly, I'm, I'm just over the moon to be here and talking about something that actually I never thought would be something that I was overwhelmed by. But now I'm like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, you're not overwhelmed, you're just whelmed. I'm <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you never hear of anybody being whelmed, do you? You can be under and overwhelmed. <laughs> Very good Let's point. just be whelmed. Yeah. I don't want to be underwhelmed. I don't want to be overwhelmed. But I'm really happy to be whelmed. Oh, yeah. just be happy. Yeah. If I, I if hope I you've I had a company. whelmy day. Do you know what made me laugh, though? I had a text off Holly Willoughby this morning because yeah. she didn't realise that she's in the book. Right. So I didn't phone her up and say, look, just to let you know you're going to be in the book. But what I did was uh, she presents the uh, TV show, The Great Show on Earth, and I put her under um, Willow Hollaby, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and she went, oh, my, I didn't realise I was in the book. <laughs> she's over the moon. Yeah. Well, she's in the book today. She was in the ice bath yesterday. Yeah, well, we need to talk about she's this. She's in all the papers today in her ice bath. Yeah, so... We were speaking about this before we came on air. Yes. Is it as good as they say? Yeah, I mean, there's, um, there's a guy called Andrew Huberman, who's a neurologist, neuroscientist. He's a professor, and he has a podcast called The Huberman Lab, and he does two hours on the ice bath. So just listen to that. Don't take it from me. You know, what do I know? Take it from him. You know, I have half a brain cell, but it's very healthy. It's a much healthier half a brain cell now that I take ice baths than it was before. When you first got in it, though... Yes. Could you stay the distance? Yeah, because you have. It's all about breath work. Without getting nerdy about it, it's it's very easy. You get in there with your breath held by your own choice. I suppose you, your breath being taken away by the shock of the ice. And so, if you get in there with a the breath hold, you're already telling your body that you're in charge. Everything is all right, and it then has a chance of relaxing. A bit more breath work after 30 seconds, you do relax. And if you can get past 30, 45 seconds, a minute, then it actually gets really easy, and you begin to get warm because you get what's called a thermogenic blanket, which is why when you get out, you're, when you get out of an ice bath, if you've been in there for two or three minutes or a bit more, maybe, then you'll be red, and that's because your body has created its own electric blanket, and the redness is is the heat. Wow. It's so great. I used Chris's on Sunday and it's the first time I've ever done an ice bath and Chris got me to do the breathing. So it was like in, out 10 times and then hold and in the bath. And I did it, didn't I? I was in there for what, maybe a minute and a yeah, half? Yeah, and then you feel like quiet, don't you? Yeah, the quiet that you never calm. imagined will happen. And he, was, he said, you keep doing the in-out breathing and as your body feels it's appropriate, you can start to slow it down. And it just, and then, and then you said to me, and start to smile. You couldn't get her out. Couldn't get out. She was warming like, up too much. Chris know that you're in his bath. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's very. Also, he's, you stick by this as well. Matt Willis also. He's really no, into it's this. It's the thing. Everybody's talking about it now. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. I start every day, either with an ice bath or in the winter. I go into the Serpentine, which you know, the lake in the middle of London. I broke the ice there one morning before Christmas. It's up. It's so invigorating. If, I mean. I don't know whether you should, though, Stephen, because it gives oh, you no. an awful lot of va-va-voom, and I oh, think no. you might have... You might explode. Too much va already. <laughs> we should have had one in here today. That would that would have been perfect, Chris Evans style. Put me in it. Well, Life. hang on. We, we, have the, we have many of them. Brass Monkey, who gave Holly hers and supplied me with mine, Derek Carfest this year. So you can come and jump in the deep end there with us. 
I'm Actually, not joking. Come round to ours later. I'll do. I'll. I'll we can put it in. It's great publicity. Why don't? Why don't we have you reading your book in an ice <laughs> If you want to get some views, mate, that's let's, how you do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah? So let's start. Can you imagine? Max, Max magic. ice magic. We all know about ice yeah. magic, don't we? Yes, we do. Oh my goodness! Wow! Um, listen, the book, the book, the book. Max Magic. It's brilliant. People love it. The reviews are in. Here's the latest review from a lady called a young lady called Mary. Um, she's eight years old, and she's related to one of us who works on the show. It's not me. It's not me. But Vassos, it could be you. She's your daughter, Vassos. Oh, she's my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, that's what. Oh, she, oh, that's it... what. That's oh, the one hanging around and who's got her own bedroom. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. Hanging she's around Mary. almost for as long as I was, <laughs> yeah. waiting for you to join in that bit. <laughs> Anyway, here's Vassis' daughter with her review of this brilliant book, uh, The Second Outing for Max Magic by Stephen Mulhern with Tommy Stern. I'm really pleased Stephen wrote another book about Max. He's really funny and makes me want to do magic. And I wish I could talk to our dogs like Max talks to Lucky. Holly might say, give me food, but our puppy Bella might be a bit more interesting. Goodness, that is so. I know. That's that's. She absolutely loves it. She read your first, and reviewed your first, and now she she was through. She goes, "Is that another Max Magic?" She's like the most prolific eight-year-old reader in on in the land on the planet. Brilliant. She's got all the way up to. um, She said, "Mr. Singh has just said yes to someone called Daisy." Yes. Yeah. That's quite quite long the way through the. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Who taught her to read? Caroline. Obviously, her mum. <laughs> Good, who I was just, just wanted to check. English at Oxford. In fact, got a scholarship to study English at Oxford. No, I do. As opposed to me, who, you know, sometimes a Mr. Men is beyond me. So, Max <laughs> Magic. <reached> you. <laughs> Max Magic, in book two, enters the greatest show on earth and comes up against his nemesis. You hosted this actual show on TV. So, it was the BGT version or the B- BGT's take on magic. Yeah. How did it go? How was it for you? What did you learn from some fellow upcoming magicians? Well, I'll tell you what, what happened. Antoinette were meant to be um, hosting it, but they had COVID. So I got the phone call. I was on the way to do it in for a penny, funny enough. And we had to turn around. We went back to Birmingham, did the show in a uh, theatre in Birmingham. And um, it was great. There was 10 magicians, 10 of the biggest magicians that have entered Britain's Got Talent. And... Um, it was just so good to watch them. And the greatest thing of all is watching them from the side, just seeing their techniques and all that sort of stuff. Penn was also, he stood in for Simon Cowell. So he was the head this judge. Penn from Penn and Teller. Penn from Penn and Teller, who is just the master. You know, he, he, in terms of magic, him and Teller know everything. You know, Teller supposedly never tells, hence why he doesn't speak. But he's the brains behind the operation. And it was just great to, to see a magician perform in front of someone like him. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, when, you're, when you're performing in front of somebody that not only you admire, but you know is a genius and what that sort of art form, it was incredible. But they tried their hardest. And, yeah, we had our ultimate winner, Eric Chen, who was just a brilliant... He's, he's slight of hand. He's just mind-blowing. Interestingly, by the way, do you know who Jerry Sadovich is? Yeah. Right, so Jerry Sadovich, for those that don't know, is a Scottish comedian. Exactly. In in terms of this country, many people don't know, he's possibly the best sleight of hand magician we've got. Yeah. And I don't know why he's not on the TV. Well, I do, because he's so offensive to people. But but he's, if he well, can't... I used to produce his TV show. Did you? <laughs> 
So, so why why can't he just hold it back? Because he's so good. Because that's then he wouldn't be Jerry Sadovich. No, true. You know what a, I mean? But part he's of an extraordinary real human being. He is phenomenal. He is extraordinary. Intriguing. And I would love to know what's going on in his brain. So enigmatic. Yeah. Um, when I said, say I produced his TV show, I'm not sure if I did. I think I tried to. It's one of the, it's a bit like the Johnny Vegas experience. <laughs> not dissimilar. In fact, you never see them in the same room at the yeah. same time. <laughs> That'd be a show. It's amazing. Johnny and Jerry. Good luck with that one. <laughs> Netflix. But, but those sort of people, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? Where you just see them, you go, they're so good at what they do. Yeah. It's just a real shame that they... Yeah, I but, know. you know, that's the, that's the way they roll. That's what makes them even more enigmatic, I suppose. You know, now, before you came on today, I said, I'm so excited to get Stephen on anyhow, but more than usual, because ITV have announced him as the new host of You Bet. <laughs> if uh, only and you then know everybody looked, that... looked at me blankly and went no they you haven't know. I went but... yes they have they but... went, no 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 it's it's deal or no deal I went oh yeah yeah but I, you do know you bet is my favourite show in the world oh yeah and I also know that ITV want to bring it back are you serious fact I know that and I know who the new James Bond is <laughs> And well, the only two things I really know at the moment. I know a little bit, th uh, something about Ted Lasso, but I, I might be involved with that, so I don't want to give that one away. Well, hang on a second. You can't just throw that out there, okay. can you? Okay, it's my show. I can do it. Yeah, like. but that's true. I can but throw you out if can I want you... to. <laughs> no, it's just those things. Can you give me a clue? Um, As to the James Bond one first. What? James Bond. Can, no. No, I can't give you a clue. No. Man, woman. Man, woman. Yes, Go man, on. woman. Man or woman. <laughs> man or woman. <laughs> does he really know? No. I bet he does. I do know. No, I no do but I know. bet he does. I know. That's the I know. annoying thing. I've been in this business a while now. I know. So when how I'm, do you know oh, about like you all bet. these texts about our guests? Nothing. No texts for me. All for Stephen. But how do you know about don't you like bet? It. Don't like it. This is why we. This is why we don't ask him to host the show anymore. Because he's oh. far too popular. Oh. Yeah. Chris. But then again, so is Tom Allen. Not looking good for me, to be honest. <laughs> Katrina in Surrey. It's so fantastic to hear Stephen Mulhern on the show. My nine-year-old son, Hero worships Stephen and the Max Magic books and cannot wait for tomorrow. He didn't want to go to school this morning, so as he wanted to listen to Stephen, so I promise that we will re-listen later. Well, the podcast is out, so it's going to be on the podcast this. It'll be called The One with Stephen Mulhern. Jamie struggles with his handwriting and punctuation, but has the best imagination and just needs all the encouragement in the world to keep going. We hear this a lot. Yeah. Tell yeah. me more about that, Stephen. Which is, which is why I think um, Max Magic is great, because that's, that's what it's all about. It's about what you can do, what you can achieve and also more importantly the the imagination is endless whatever you want to try and do or make happen fingers crossed with max and his magical powers he tries to do that so that's amazing to hear okay so so you know uh, the power of words a mastery of words can be an amazing gateway but it can also be a huge hurdle for some people uh, so the best way around is through and you you go through with your hands and if you can't do the mental you get into the physical yeah. if you're having trouble with the physical you get into the mental that's also, what you do the other thing is i don't know whether i mentioned to you chris but the the book is uh, dyslexic friendly in terms of the font yeah so much so that now is that I, is, is that a thing that they can do yeah so so inside if you that. look at the font it's right. really bizarre i never even knew about this right I um i didn't come up with this i don't know who actually came i will find out wow. but but when you read it, even if you're the best reader in the world, it's so easy to read. And if you're a struggling reader, it's even better. So much so that on AutoCue now, I've got the same font. It just makes it so much easier. It's bizarre. It's amazing. Wow. 
Katie and Swindon didn't know that. That's that's brilliant. It's brilliant. I've never nobody's ever told us that, and we've interviewed thousands of authors. Thank you. Yeah, Chris, it's brilliant to hear Steve Mulhern on the show this morning. Our sons Elliot Seven and Cameron One love Max Magic. Elliot tried the trick in your first book via the QR code. You don't get many grey elephants in Denmark, do yes, you? Yes, good. <laughs> is that proof then? Yeah, that yeah. is absolutely okay. proof. Thank yeah. for your brilliant story. Hi, Chris. Please can you ask Stephen if he was Mr Blobby on Saturday night's Britain's Got Talent because we think that was what happened, says Neil in Stockport. Yeah, let me tell you now, for Simon Cow, I can tell you this is a fact and it's the first time I've spoken about it. He was on screen. The viewers most probably thought he's really angry. He was raging. He had no idea it was going to happen. Nobody told him. Nobody told Anton Deck. All Anton Deck were told was there's a magician at the end and he was done. Was it me? Who knows? The reality is... It was you. <laughs> so please. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be? Well, the fact of the matter is, sometimes you, sometimes people deserve stuff. Is he the boss, though? Could he fire you? Well, not anymore, because I don't work for him anymore. Right, so that's, that's a bonus. Was that yeah. what did it? Was that what did it? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Get the suit. Get me on. It so, was good, though. Who is hosting you, Bet? Well, Matthew Kelly used to host I it. I know, I know, I that know. That was such a good show. It's a bre- the best show. It I don't was know. brilliant. Because um, Gladiators is coming back. With Bradley and his son. Yeah, that's great, Yeah, it? that'll be interesting to see how that works. Very interesting. Very yeah, what do you think about... It, was, it used to be Ulrika and um, Fashion You, didn't it? Yeah, it was a few people, wasn't it, I suppose? Uh, no, great. This is all good, man. ITV, yeah. we talked about ITV the other day because I was very lucky enough to be invited onto This Morning with Holly and Phil. And, you know, just going there, I was just saying what a happy ship it was. Then I talked about you and Anton Deck. And, you know, you just... I mean, it's all Kevin Ligo. He knows... It's not all Kevin Ligo, but he knows how to run things, doesn't he? Yeah. He knows a... how to get a culture going, get you all together as a happy band of... Uh, sisters and brothers, and it just works, man, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think I think um, Kevin and Katie Rawcliffe, they're all they've got such a happy ship now. But I ask you this all the time: yeah. Will you ever go back to TV? No, no. Uh, Phil asked me the same thing. No, is well, I I do something like a this morning, but I can't because I do this. Right. But the once we were talking about Anton Deck and the fact that you know they kept it going for so long, and it helps that there are two of them. Yeah. You know because they've got. They've got a shoulder each to lean on. Not that they have to, but they know it's there, and sometimes they do, yeah. you know. And I was thinking, you know, because you, you host a lot of shows on your own, uh, but with the greatest respect, they're not massive shows that, that require block-throughs and things like As that. As in juggernauts, exactly, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're pretty, you know, uh, handy, you know, suits that you get used to. You know, agreed. Like catch for, so you can have fun within them. You can walk in there, yeah. do it, and you have Crack. to go. I mean, yes. it still takes effort, attention, and focus, but it doesn't take the rehearsal, of the writing. The, 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 is this going to work or is this not going to work? You know, it's going to work. In for a penny, same kind of thing. You know, deal or no deal will be interesting for yeah. you. Have you done it already? We did two pilots. Ha- and, and honestly, it was amazing. I watch. I've been watching a lot of the uh, American Deal or No Deal, and last night there was a guy who um, he had a, a dollar. And he had um hundred, uh, he had a dollar and a million dollars, and he was offered four hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars, and he went, no deal. Oh. And I bet he lost. He lost. Yeah. No. Ended up with a dollar. There's a fantastic. Honestly, it was a, like, oh my god. There's a podcast about that, and it's it's a, um, hosted by our friend Dr. Katie Milkman, and it's about the US deal on a deal and it's about the last time that happened and why you should always take the money because she, and, th- and then she explained why we don't take the money uh, because we have confirmation bias and we have loss aversion and loss aversion and confirmation bias are very deeply inbuilt into our um, uh, hard drive do you think it's down to greed as well um, 
I don't know. She explains it much better than I would. Um, I need to re-listen to it. It's twenty-five minutes. It's a brilliant podcast. You want, but you should listen to it before yeah, well, you because yeah. you're, you're you're the new Noel Edmonds. What what have you? What I mean, we all. I have loads of respect for Noel Edmonds. I love him. Yeah, agreed. Um, what renewed respect do you have for him after hosting two pilots? Well, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, he did it for ten years, and he's been really um, incredibly supportive. He sent out a comment saying. There's, for me to say, it sounds a bit ignorant, but he said, um, he said, there's nobody better in his view to, to host it, which was like, wow, to hear that from him because he didn't need to say it. He's that. very generous. That's like a that. fact. Yeah, he didn't need to say it. Yeah. But having watched him do it, when people lose a massive amount of money, the way he gets out of stuff and the way he softens the blow, even though somebody's lost such a massive amount, yeah. listen, he's the master of it. And also, but even when you go back to Noel's house party, come on. In terms of a Saturday night TV show, it was phenomenal. Of it was. He was the master. He wrote the book. He absolutely that show wrote the book. He absolutely set that in in the sort Before of him, game plan. It was brilliant. Don't get me wrong. You had your Malcolm and Wise. Yes. Your two Ronnies. You this, that, and the other. But all pre-recorded, all sketch shows. You know, a bit of uh, funny in front of the curtain interval skit stuff. Yeah. Uh, but big live accessible entertainment shows. He wrote the book. But it's interesting though when you look back at old school, old school sort of Saturday night TV shows. When you think of Beatles about again, genius. Yeah, well, Beatles about was um, it was Candy Camera, wasn't it as well? Yeah, again, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was once told a thing by Jeremy Beadle where because he was into magic, he loved it. When he did the uh, the wind ups, when he did the big reveal, he'd pull out his handheld mic and he would always go say nothing. And if you watch it back, he literally brings out the mic and just stops talking. And she lets them all do the work. <laughs> it's amazing. When you watch it, now you know it. You he was go, massive on the radio as well. Yeah. He had a legendary show on, I think it was LBC on Sunday nights. Anyway, Stephen Mulhern is with us. And Stephen is talking about um, his new book, Max Magic. It's the second outing for Max. Give us a quick recap for those people who listen after nine, please, Stephen. So Max Magic is uh, is me really growing up, um, learning magic and uh, using magic to help me uh, at school and helping me with uh, confidence. And book one was about anything is possible. And Max Magic 2 now uh, is about how you can uh, just never give up continue trying to achieve your dreams and Max tries to do that in a talent competition but he is uh, he's confronted by not only Botley the bully but another magician who tries to take his dreams away but can Max um, achieve what he wants to do can he get all the goals in his life well I've got to be honest you're going to have to wait and see read it can find he out. achieve uh, another residency at Butlins for a, for a um, start well he can <laughs> he can <laughs> through me this year yeah we start we're doing a new uh, stage show from the 27th of May from this year we do 30 days throughout the year we do <laughs> all, three all shows the a Butlins. day three shows a day different places yes yeah, so we do Minor Bognes Gagnes and we do 30 days 90 shows yeah it's, it's nuts but it's amazing I love it of course you do do you do cruises do you know, I've been working with P&O Cruises. I, I, I don't perform on it, yes. but I've written a show for them. Yeah, Because P&O have got this, this is so weird you I say this. It. It's one of those shows where everything seems to dovetail. P&O have this new ad campaign out that I came across yesterday where they advertise a shipload of fun. <laughs> Come on. It's the best, isn't it? I know. A shipload of fun. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be very careful how you say so that, careful. haven't you? Um, uh, right, OK, Stephen is here. Now, in his books... 
Uh, there are QR codes, and if you scan the QR code, it will teach you how to do magic, but not just like, you know, um, with some sort of uh, uh, typeface and some stories and diagrams. This is you. Yeah. You you welcome us into your home. Yeah, so the best way to learn magic is to see it performed. Right. Um, there's no point in reading stuff because the reality is it, it's a lot harder. It's a visual form of art. Yes. So I do the trick. Then I take you by step by step. I show you the secret. I show you how your friends will react. And then I give you top tips on how you can do the tricks as well. From card tricks to tricks with stuff that you can find around your house. Stuff where you can read people's minds. <laughs> which is where... Oh, I know, Rachel. Look, you're getting nervous. So here's the deal, like right? But I don't like it. Well, let me show you something right now. Listen, everybody knows that this show is very honest. Nobody's going to go, let's set something up. That's impossible because it will never happen. Not under Chris's <laughs> rules. It's a fact. So um, who are we going to do it on? Chris? Rachel? Don't mind. Oh, that's, you tell us. I, I don't, don't mind. mind. I don't mind. Somebody pick in there. Who do you want it on? Who do you want it to do it on? Okay, Mira wants it on me. Okay, so um, Chris, just say any word right. in the English vocabulary. Any word you want. Oh, um, dome. Dome? Yes. Literally dome. Is there any reason why you said dome? Because of St Paul's Cathedral. I thought of Rome and then I thought of St Paul's Cathedral and then I thought of dome. I actually, the first word I thought of was carrot, but I just didn't want to say it. But you said dome? <laughs> yes. So here's the weirdest thing. In the book, obviously, there is no, so... you can't have come up with that. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't have come up with that. No, I've not. Because I changed my mind seven times before I said it in the five seconds you asked me. If, if that says dome, I'm going... Home rhymes with dome. What? What do you mean? Please don't say you. How? Please don't say that. What, what do you think? I'm he's just he's panicking. If you say, oh no. Look, the reality is, look. Here's oh, the fact. I'm he's going to said any word in the English language. Oh, if my. you've got dome written on whatever you're getting out of your pocket, then we're all going I'm home. I'm freaking out. Yeah. Well, no. The reality is, if I had that, that would be a miracle, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. Of course it would. That's why I don't have it. So um, I don't have anything on it. But if I took this piece of paper out, yes, if I took this piece of paper yes. out and said to you, Chris, mm. do you have any idea what word I've got on this piece of paper? What would you say? What? Well, no, but would you have any idea what? what no, no. Of? The answer is no. The answer is no. And that's why it says uh, no. <laughs> no, but that's not the trick. Because there's three of you. <laughs> I wanted to try this, Chris. Oh, say any colour, red or black. Black. Rachel, say any suit, clubs or spades? Spades. Spades. Vassos, any any suit, ace to king? Ace. Ace of? Hearts. Ace of heart. Well, they said black, but you can you can change it if you want. Do you want an ace of hearts? Yeah. Or do you want to change it to anything else? You happy? Happy with the ace of hearts. Listen, that pack of cards has been there from the start. Right. Yeah. I haven't touched it. Hopefully it's on camera as well. I'm going to go through nice and slow. <sighs> you could have picked any card at all. We didn't set anything up. All the cards are face up apart from one card. Yes. That one's face down. The ace of... Oh, stop the ace it. Of... Stop it immediately. The ace <laughs> of... Hearts. Ace of hearts. Let's go through. Nice and slow lot. You can see it. It's oh, face down. No. One card out of 52. Oh, God. I've seen it from the back. <laughs> it's the ace of hearts. Stop ace it. Of hearts. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Is that the QR code trick? Yes, so that's in there. No. So, yes, these are all, all the tricks I'm going to start showing people are tricks you can actually do inside the book. So if you want to learn magic, then you can do it that way. Right, you're off to this morning this morning. Yes, they're waiting. They're, they're on standby. Mm. Give my best to everybody there. I love the, those people. Yeah, I know. Also, you gate crashed their Christmas party, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm going to do it again this year. Are you? Um, yeah. <laughs> that, by the way, it's the best smelling show on TV. What do you mean? Just go in there today and just just make a point of just giving giving it the biggest whiff 
Um, <laughs> seriously, because you get d- taken down to the basement first, don't you, for your yeah, makeup? No, no, yeah, yeah, just just get. I mean, I was overwhelmed, overwhelmed. <laughs> there we are, back to overwhelmed by the smell. And then you go towards um, these women; it smells differently. Well, it's diff- yeah. different kind of sweet. Different, yeah. Different so kind of sweet. You've got this morning next door to Luce, <laughs> next door to Lorraine. Yes. All different smelling. In yeah, and yes. GMB. Yeah. Different kind of sweet, man. What, what, what a building. <laughs> what a building that is. Okay. Right, we've got to go. Uh, I can. Uh, we're spreading now. This is not good for anyone. Listen, Stephen, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Listen, a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me back, as always. Next time, let's have the bath. Let's have the bath. Okay, you'll have one by then. Do you it's think very, I should? I'm, I'm not joking. It's very regenerative. If Holly's got one, I will get into hers. You couldn't look any better, but, you know. Thank you. No harm in trying. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.